This is a 980 CKNW podcast. It's uh, not something a lot of people like doing, talking about going to the dentist, but it is very important for health and for good health, and it is something that can be expensive if you don't have coverage. Well, a new report put out by the C.D. Howe Institute takes a look at if having a public option for dental care would make a big difference. And uh, Oki Blomquist, Fist is an adjunct research professor uh, with Carleton University and joins uh, me on the line now to take a look at this report and some of the findings uh, in it. Uh, Oki, thank you so much for being with us today. You are very welcome. Uh, Maybe run us through uh, the idea of having a public option. What would that look like as far as dental coverage? Well, at the, at this time, what you have uh, is uh, uh, the collection of programs that are publicly funded that are very limited uh, in Canada and the U.S. Uh, less than 10% of total dental care is paid for by public programs. Uh, so there are large groups of people who don't have dental insurance in, in Canada today. Many of them are seniors because a lot of people lose their or employment-related coverage when they retire. Oh, and oh, many are people who are working in part-time jobs that uh, don't offer oh, health insurance as a, as a benefit. Uh, but there is the option, there's currently the option, isn't there, if people are in that scenario to, to purchase private insurance? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, mo- uh, most employed people, oh, about 65% of employed people in Canada do have, uh, do have uh, employment-related group insurance. Oh, not very many people have private individual insurance that they have bought at their own initiative. Most of the private insurance that covers, oh, that covers many Canadians is, is negotiated as part of the employment relationship. It's negotiated by the employer and offered to all employees oh, on, on the same basis. And so does the report look at, or this study look at, what it would be like then if we brought dental in to uh, say something uh, like brought it in to, and included it in, in basic health care? Yeah, we, we, when we talk about the public option, the, the models that we are pointing to is the United Kingdom and France, where uh, dental coverage is part of their universal health, in, health insurance programs. Uh, the, we uh, are not necessarily advocating a situation where you know, we would treat dental insurance the same way we treat uh, health insurance in general, so that there is only one provincial plan that everybody belongs to. Instead, what we are saying is that there are other ways of, of achieving universal coverage where you uh, have a mix of private insurance and public insurance as an option for anybody who doesn't have access to private insurance and, and who would, prefers to, to sign up for a public program instead of a private program, uh, a, pri- a private plan. And do we do we get a sense, or looking at the plans in France and the UK, do we get a sense of how successful that is? Oh, the it's it's hard to uh, to to get comparative data on uh, the extent to which people you know who are postponing dental care are losing their quality of life and having reduced quality of life and pain and suffering and the like, because there are no data that compare. Or index numbers on on the oral health in in, uh, in 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 different countries. It's a very subjective subjective kind of thing. Uh, but uh, if you do look at the K 
Canadian Community Health Survey, you do see that there are large numbers of people who report having had dental pain uh, in, in, the, in the past months. And there is a strong correlation between uh, things like low income or being a senior on the one hand and reporting these, these kinds of problems on the other hand. So the, if, if you could do or uh, design a careful study to, to uh, measure the impact on the quality of life, you, you almost certainly would find that countries where coverage is universal would, would have less of that. Less of the less of the drawbacks of dental pain, and is one of the issues when it comes to dental the idea of what is considered urgent or what is considered that what what would be covered then? Because it, I mean, dental work. Anybody who's had any amount of dental work, even when it's covered, uh, knows how expensive it can be. Because even with a plan through a work uh, through work, often things like crowns and such, uh, you're still out several hundred dollars even when you have coverage. Yes, no, that that certainly is true, and one of the uh, one of the benefits that we tout with uh, an increased emphasis on on public uh, options, uh, publicly funded and managed plan, in competition with private plans, is that uh, to the extent that uh, the the, uh, the 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 way dental care is delivered in the through the private system today leads to care that is unnecessarily costly in part because uh, because when dentists are paid on the basis of fee for service they don't really have an interest in in saving on the cost of the care for the patients that they that they uh, that they treat so so uh, we we believe that uh, a public plan that emphasized cost effective basic care uh, would uh, ha- also have an advantage in the sense that it would offer competition to the to the private uh, privately supplied care and the privately financed care that that probably is a little bit more expensive than it needs to be. So I would imagine, though, it wouldn't get all of the support of dentists who might then be pressured or be asked to to do the services for less money. No, no, of course not. Uh, the the I mean, we are not we are not uh, hostile to the dental profession. We recognize that. Uh, like doctors, uh, they are trained professionals who 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 tend to abide by a code of putting the patient's interests, including the patient's financial interests, uh, on top. But uh, those codes uh, only have so much. Uh, there there are no very strong uh, incentives to uh, make every dentist in the in the in the system abide by the codes. And when you do get increasing patient uh, competition for patients, as uh, more dentists enter the market, uh, then there there is a tendency for for more costly and and treatment incentive intensive methods to to predominate. All right. So what kind of a response have you had to this idea of having the public option? Well, other than other than uh, the media displaying a bit of an interest, uh, we haven't we haven't yet uh, had any any obvious reaction from from the dental profession or uh, from the uh, political establishment. I you may be aware that in Ontario uh, in the upcoming election uh, there there is some talk about. Uh, uh, some parties are advocating a stronger role for publicly funded uh, dental care. So, so we are expecting that there will be a, a bit of, of reaction to our proposals in, in the weeks to come. 
All right. We'll leave it there. Uh, interesting uh, study and findings. Uh, okay. Thank you so much uh, for being with us. Appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. All right. Bye bye. That uh, is Oki Blomquist, an adjunct research professor at Carleton University, also one of the authors of uh, the CD Howe Institute study. Public option could uh, fill the gaps when we're talking about dental coverage. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at CKNW.com, the Radio Player Canada app. Tune in, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.